Hey, Diggs, welcome to Dennis in the Know, your backstage pass to current trends, politics, and education in the dental world. We are dentistry source for honest, relevant information. And with that in mind, this is JB's News on the Go with Dennis in the Know. So introducing to you with all the relevant information, Dr. Jennifer Bell. We have a special newscaster tonight. Uh, I think his name is Chad Chatterson. Yes, and uh, he's he's going to give it a go. And uh, I'm sure. Well, you know what? Let me not even say that. I'm sure we're all going to want Jennifer back anyway. But uh, why don't you give her a go there, Chad? I will, Jeff. So tonight. I actually found a couple of... I'm going to leave you up here, Jeff, because you know you can share this with me. But I actually found a couple of news segments that may be of interest to everybody. So there's been a lot of chatter this week in the American Dental Association. And one of the first things that they released recently is the evidence-based clinical practice guideline on restorative treatments for carious lesions. Two important recommendations of this guideline highlight the prioritization of more conservative carious treatment to treat advanced carious lesions on primary and permanent teeth over non-conservative carious treatments. A paradigm shift in the last 20 years to preserve healthy tooth structure has changed how clinicians should treat advanced lesions. Although the panel acknowledges decisions regarding carious treatment approaches may be based on early clinical education, Learned behaviors and preferences, they suggest placing a greater emphasis on the evidence of increased risk of experiencing outcomes such as pulp exposure when all carious tissues are removed. The panel urges clinicians to use more conservative treatment approaches that align with restorative dentistry's two main aims, preserving healthy tooth structure and protecting the pulp dentin complex. Now, that is read verbatim from their article that they released on the evidence-based clinical practice guideline on restorative treatments for curious lesions. I will tell you this. I have read guidelines before. I'm not really sure what's changed in dentistry. And I will give five bucks to the first person who actually understands what the hell they're trying to say. Because I read through it all. And it was one of the most confusing articles that I've ever read. So I'm not really sure what's changed, but I'm going to give kudos to the ADA for changing whatever they felt necessary to be changed. And I would love to have somebody come on and tell us exactly what the hell they changed. So with that being said, I'm going to go on to our second piece of news, which actually is a little bit more interesting. For those of you that watch any of the popular news channels or maybe listen to them on Sirius XM, there's a commercial that drives me absolutely freaking nuts. And it says, for those of you that have been exposed to aqueous film foaming solution used to fight fires, please call in and join our class action settlement lawsuit. Well, actually, if you look into this, There's a little bit more to that because 3M this past week has just thrown in the towel and reached a tentative $10.3 billion deal over U.S. forever chemicals claims. Uh, 
So basically, they're going to provide funds over a 13-year period to cities, towns, and other public water systems to test and treat contamination of per and polyfluoroalkyl substances, or PFAs, which was a main ingredient in the aqueous film forming, foaming solutions, whatever it is that was used to fight fires. Now, I want to bring this up. And as you read the article, I find it very interesting because I want to point out two things. One is, is that when this was done, I truly believe that there was no knowledge of the danger that was being posed to society. Secondly, I want to reiterate, this is the 3M Corporation, which is a mega corporation and not the 3M oral health portion of the corporation. 3M is a wonderful company that we should all work with. They make fantastic products. They make fantastic cements. They make fantastic zirconias, polishers, abrasives, and so on and so forth. 3M is a wonderful company. This is just the kind of crap that companies have to deal with when they get so large and some lawyers go chasing after them for something that happened numerous years ago. So in all honesty, my heart kind of goes out to 3M. I don't think they knew what they were doing at the time they were doing it because I know they're a wonderful company and I know that they look out for their consumers as well as the public. And then finally, we're going to come back to the ADA for just a second. Apparently, the ADA released something a couple of weeks ago, and it was a guest editorial, and it, it was a commentary on value-based care in dentistry. And so they released it, and apparently there was a lot of discussion about it that was like, holy crap, what's happening to my profession? So the ADA came back and basically retracted that statement, and they're, they're clarifying the intent of that commentary. And it says, our recent editorial, Value-Based Care and Dentistry is the Future Here, has sparked quite the reaction amongst the provider community. We have received lots of feedback to various forums with a wide variety of opinions and reactions. Value-based care and dentistry is an approach that prioritizes the patient's needs and uses evidence-based practices to deliver high-quality care. This is a future, the future. Let us bring it a step closer. All right, so let's take a look at that for just a second. This was in the original article. We'll go to slide one first. The elements of value-based care, patient-centered care focused on prevention, evidence-based practice, integrated, integrated care, continuous improvement. I would say that that is pretty much what we try to do in our everyday practice. The next slide is steps to dental care providers can take to navigate value-based care. Embrace it. Be prepared lead it, and be an early adopter. So I'm just wondering, when you throw a message out like that, as long as, as well as a flow chart that describes how to go <laughs> from a fee-for-service practice to a value-based practice, how in the hell can you retract it? Because it seems pretty solid in there that that's where they'd like to see dentistry go. I've been a member of the ADA for a number of years. I'm a proud member of the AGD as well. And I would say that, folks, this is not where we want dentistry to go. I believe dentistry always has some sort of a value base, but I don't think we should ever cheapen the services that we provide. Whether I misinterpreted it, 
I think I read it pretty clearly in the charts that they provided. So I hope that we will all continue to provide value added dental care in our practices. And folks, that's the freaking news. Nicely, nicely done, Chad. Nicely done. So, gang, that's it for today's show. We want to thank you for tuning in. But more importantly, we want to thank you for being a part of Dentist in the Know. I'm Dr. Jeff Horowitz. I'm Dr. Chad Duplantis. And I'm Dr. Jennifer Bell. And we're Dentist in the Know. Remember, gang, dentistry is an amazing profession, but it's way more rewarding when you're in the know.